0: Should I be opening an account with a big bank? I do all my banking with Ally generally because it provides the best or comparable to the best interest rates for checking and savings accounts. I was talking frankly with a friend today about my financial situation and when I mentioned this fact he said to paraphrase shouldn't you look for a bank with physical infrastructure in too big to fail? The recent SVB in First Republic News makes me wonder if there's a bank failures in the near horizon. So asking here just as a sanity check, I disagree with my friend because 1. BOA and Citi are solid banks, but their rates are crap. 2. Most of their accounts require a minimum balance. And 3. The recent SVB and First Republic Bank news, if anything, showed that the U.S. government is more willing to help banks out than it was in 2008 and doesn't want banks failing even smaller ones. I'm perfectly happy where I'm with Ally, which is FDIC-insured, up to 250k, which I'm not even close to. And even if I did have that kind of money, I would have put it in mutual funds, not sitting in normal checking or savings account. Does all that make sense, or does my friend make a good point? The thing is, my line of thinking with this, is that as long as it's FDIC-insured and you're under that limit, for the most part, you really don't got anything to worry about, right? Because the government is not going to let every single one of these banks fail because if they did, then the United States government is basically just done completely, meaning everyone's basically screwed, and not just the United States, but a lot of other countries as well because everyone's tied together. So as long as it has FDIC insurance, you don't really got to worry too much about it right now if you're super worried maybe just put a few grand into another savings account that's like like a credit union or whatever something that's like local where you could literally just go to physically just a few grand and you could just have that as like your back emergency emergency you know everything's practically you know crashing fund or whatever or just keep like maybe a few hundred bucks in cash at your place for a super duper (laughs) if things fail kind of thing but you don't got to really worry about anything listen if you have less than FDIC limit it doesn't matter FDIC is good at keeping the failed bank operating for consumers checks cards etc usually continue to work during the transition so as long as the bank is FDIC insurance and you have less than 250000 it doesn't matter. The FDIC isn't going to let you use your money, like lose your money. Your friend doesn't understand what FDIC insurance is. Ally is by no means a small bank. It's got almost $200 billion in assets. Your friend isn't really making a good point at all, and there's really zero reason for you to look elsewhere. Ally is a big bank. They don't have physical locations, but they are not small. They are the 25th largest bank in the U.S. I work at one of those big four, and I also actually have accounts at First Republic. You're fine. You're also correct in thinking that you don't need to be at one of the big four, and can get better rates elsewhere. There's no need to pull out cash if you're under the FDIC limit, as others have pointed out. I have $7,000 left sitting in that FR account. If they fall over tomorrow, I'll likely get an email stating that the bank's assets have been acquired by XYZ Bank or that FDIC has created a new legal entity that is a new bank that is now called XYZ. From there, I can decide what I want to do. Stay with this new bank or close the account. I'd likely have access through my regular online banking portal and ATM card without issue throughout all this. That's partly because that is how FDIC is designed to handle these situations and also because usually the same staff of the bank going into receivership will continue to be employed by the new entity to ensure everything continues as normal for the customers. If in fact this does not happen, it won't, then everyone on this forum and in the USA has a problem because it would mean that the US can no longer ensure the safety of its banking system. Markets would crash, lending would stop, industry would come to a halt, etc. etc. Edit and to add to the question about if you should be banking at a brick and mortar bank. A bank with physical branches, I should also say that the big banks are all working to have less and less of those and do more online. It is only beneficial to have banking relationships with these if you think you're going to need a mortgage or loan, etc. in the near future then it's always good to have a relationship, but you likely can just do when time is right for that. Meanwhile, keep earning good rates. Ally, SoFi, Marcus are some of the online banks that have great CD rates and savings. Yeah, So an online bank is going to be fine for 99% of your day-to-day banking. Sooner or later, you're likely going to need a service that online banks don't offer. You might need a certified check, for example. You might need a safe deposit box. You might need foreign currency exchange. As a personal example, I recently became the administrator of my late father's estate. In order to settle his affairs, including closing out his bank accounts, receiving the proceeds from the sale of his house, paying at the creditors, etc., I needed to establish an estate account in his name. This is the kind of thing that has to be done in person at a fiscal branch. The fact that I was a long-term customer of a physical bank made the process a lot smoother. When the day comes that you actually need a service that Ally doesn't provide, it probably won't be that big of a problem to establish a new account with a local bank or credit union. If you like the peace of mind of having your bases covered, having an established relationship with a bank isn't the worst idea. I personally think it's important to have at least two banks, maybe three, because of fraud, hacking, random, administrative, technical problems. I've known three different people who've had accounts compromised to the point of having zero access for three plus weeks while the Secret Service and FBI investigated. Only two has those investigations. The other one was an internal investigation. I personally had banks not be able to process certain transactions in a timely manner due to vague issues. I've also known several people who've had their main account temporarily frozen if they make an unusual transaction and not having a brick and mortar location makes it even more difficult to navigate. You're generally fine and you don't need to worry about losing money to small banks instability with Ally, but I personally feel comfortable knowing if one of my banks has some kind of error, I can access my money somewhere else. Interesting. So get a checking account at a local credit union. Put enough money in a checking account for one month of bills plus a little more. Also, unless you have over 250k, no need to worry about a bank going under. Yep. So this person says, I have three banks. L.I. Local Credit Union, huge national bank with tons of brick and mortar locations in every state. Each one offers perks and benefits. ally offers better savings rates. Credit Union offers better loan terms, specifically for my HELOC and auto loans. And the brick and mortar gives me access to cash via ATMs and branches no, where, no matter where I'm at. I also feel safer spreading out my money. So for me, personally, I have a couple bank accounts and... A couple of investment accounts so my money is spread around basically so if I need access to something or if I need to deposit a check and this personally happened to me where I went to go and try to deposit a check with one bank the main bank that I use but they wouldn't accept the check for some reason so I had to deposit that check into my other bank account which I don't like using but sometimes you just have to do that because for some reason things like that happen Okay. See you in future episodes.